Welcome in, everyone. I'm Adam Munster-Tiger, the publisher of BuffsFanP.com on the Rivals Yahoo Sports Network, and we're joined on the line by former Buff defensive end Abraham Wright. His 11.5 sacks in 2006 marks the last time a CU player had more than eight sacks in a season. Abraham, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's a dreary day in Oklahoma City, but it's shining in my heart. Good stuff. Well, uh, we're going to get into uh, what you're doing out there in Oklahoma City now and, and kind of recap your time in Boulder. Uh, you know, First, let's talk a little bit about your life since leaving Boulder. Yeah, you were a, a seventh-round pick by the Miami Dolphins in 2007, but unfortunately suffered that knee injury during your rookie season. Was it kind of tough to get back to, to playing football after that, that knee injury? Yes, and it was actually I had surgery on both of my knees, but they weren't really extensive. But they put me on injury reserve for the rest of the season, and so just me learning, kind of had to move and run again. And when I got back going, uh, my coaches were fired, and then Bill Parcells and a new coaching staff came in, and then within a few months I was transitioning out. What what line of work did you go into after hanging up the helmet, and what ultimately led you to your current job with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Well, after I got released from the NFL, um, I worked a little uh, side jobs and worked out with a few NFL teams, never signed. And then in 2009, the British Columbia Lions uh, recruited me to come out and play football in Canada. So I went out there and played uh, for the rest of their season in 2009. They signed me back in 2010, and I got released in training camp. And so when I finished in 2010 with the British Columbia Lions, um, that's when I started applying for a few ministry jobs, and I started working my first job at LifeChurch.tv. It's the South Oklahoma City campus as an associate youth pastor. Um, they brought me on staff, and I worked there for about a year and a half. Then I left that job and started working for another church as a head youth pastor, and it was a great time in my life just pouring in the students. And then I left that job after a few years, and it'll be two years this coming June that I've been with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And what, what inspires you to do what you do with the, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes? I think most of us would consider that a, a very selfless type of work. Well, for me, um, the, the the foundation for me when I came to faith in Christ, um, it, it's, it's, it's been really the the gasoline, the fire behind everything I do. Um, I just know in our world, sports is a big deal, whether it's Little League football and you got parents out there screaming, living through their child, or all the way to the professional level, uh, and we know the platform the athletes have. And so FCA figures, we know that athletes have a platform. Now we want them to leverage that platform and use it for Christ. And so, and I know the change that Christ did in my heart my senior year in high school when uh, actually in high school I wrote in our yearbook, Football is My Life. That was all I was concerned about and kind of had a radical transformation with Christ. It kind of gave me a new perspective, a new hope, a new destination in life and beyond this life. And so uh, FCA exists to encourage athletes to use their platforms uh, for Christ because uh, even now uh, I recently started working with the OU football team as as their team chaplain. So I travel with the team. Uh, we do chapels once a week during the season. 
I'll hang out with him in the locker room. And it was hard <laughs> for the first few months because, you know, I'm wearing like a Colorado Buffalo shirt underneath my OU <laughs> sweatshirt. I still bleed gold and black. Uh, but Coach Bob Stoops wants a chaplain on his team because he knows the temptation these guys face, uh, the pressure. And so if you can alleviate some of that pressure, if you can give these guys a different focus, that will, I believe, help them on the football field. Uh, Coach Stoops is all for it. So I've recently stepped into that since last year, last football season, and that's been going great too. When uh, you were at CU, were you involved with any church in Boulder, or was that something you got into after your playing days? Yes. I actually uh, went to Northwest Church of Christ. I went there for uh, three years, the whole time I was with CU, and um, drug a few teammates with me on Sunday morning. Um, but, yeah, so I was there uh, all three years. And, and so I, I figured when football was over, me working in the ministry, I didn't know how, I didn't know where. Um, I just kind of figured that would be my next step. And so it's been great working with FCA. Going all the way back to when you finished up high school, uh, obviously you went to northeastern Oklahoma A&M. Initially, were you kind of under the radar coming out of high school? What, what led you there to the junior college ranks? Yeah, I was definitely under the radar. I had a few a few Division two schools. And I went to NEO, um, and they redshirted me. And so if you get redshirted at a junior college, you're not thinking much is going to happen for you, especially that next season. But I'll tell you this, towards the end of my senior year in high school is when I had that transformation, and it really started my freshman year at NEO. And you can ask any of my teammates. The number one thing I did every day is I tried to read my Bible daily, and not for religious purposes, but – I just wanted a new direction in life. Not, I know it's not about perfection, but just direction. I just, I was ready to try something new. And as I did that, literally within months, and it took some time, God just started opening up doors. So I registered it that fall, and that spring an injury happened, and which forced me to get in. And then a scout noticed me, and and then I took nine hours of summer school. I took 22 hours that next fall, and I graduated, and I'm at CU. That spring, so it was. If you look at my life, it was definitely the Lord. It definitely wasn't me that got me there. When you were, you know, getting recruited at Northeastern Oklahoma and m Colorado wasn't the only school after you. Uh, you took other visits to Missouri, Texas A and M, and Washington State. What ultimately sold you on going out to Boulder and, and becoming a bus? Well, uh, he, he recruited me, and. I guess just really, I know it was a hard decision after weighing the options. I, I, I remember one of the things that drew me to see you was um, the conference they were in. And just when you look at Colorado or CU, the Buffaloes, even to this day, it's just people know uh, who the Buffaloes are. They know Ralphie. They, it just has great tradition. And so if I'm thinking I'm going to play college football, I want to go somewhere or if I'm wearing a Colorado Buffalo sweatshirt or whatever it might be, uh, people can recognize that, whether it's shopping on eBay. Uh, it's just a popular um, name and a team. And so that was one of the things that drew me uh, to the University of Colorado. I just uh, remember seeing the name, seeing Ralphie, seeing the tradition, and it was great to um, 
have my college days played there. Now, CU fans that follow recruiting closely will remember this recruiting battle between Colorado and Oklahoma, and it was for a four-star defensive tackle recruit, Remy A. Udell, your, your teammate there at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M. He goes on uh, to sign with Oklahoma and then has a seven-year career in the NFL, wins a Super Bowl. Were you guys close? Do you, do you remember how close the Buffs were to signing him as well with you that year? Yeah, me and Remy actually went on a recruiting trip uh, together. And so at NEO, me and Remy were very close. Um, he was a great friend, and we did lose contact after he went to the University of Oklahoma. But I believe if Remy would have had his grades um, in the spring like I did, I believe he would have went to see you also. Okay. Uh, so I guess a little time waited. Uh, he's from Texas, so maybe that was just an easier decision for him, closer to home. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think if he would have had his grades, I think he would have went to see you with, with me. You come to, to Boulder, you appear, uh, appear in all 26 games as a sophomore and junior, record 10 sacks those two seasons, uh, playing two bowl games. Uh, did, did you feel like you fit in right away at the Big 12 level, or were, were there some growing pains associated with those first two years in Boulder? Oh, man, it was definitely some growing pains. Growing pains. If I'm honest, my sophomore year, I cried on the phone with my mom, and I never do that. Um, I was overwhelmed. You know, you just adjust, and you're growing up. And, uh, NEO was closer to home, and now you're a little further from home. You just can't shoot home every weekend. Um and then, obviously, workouts are hard. Uh, that were tough to work through. But literally, those struggles made me stronger. It, it did. But it, it was tough, the adjustment at first, and friends. And, and uh, obviously, I didn't um, pursue college like the typical college football player might do as far as partying and stuff like that. So, I really tried to stay away from that. So that was hard, too, finding friends and kind of finding your spot on the team and uh, working through injuries and working through school. And um, But it was a, uh, it was an adjustment that really helped me mature and grow. Was there a turning point? Is there a moment you can look back to and go, that's when uh, things kind of clicked for you at, at CU? Hmm. Well, I, I think it's, I think maybe, well, I would say my breakout senior year um, for me is when you kind of hit a little bit more maturity, you kind of feel like you're getting the swing of things. I felt healthy. You begin to just learn football a little bit more, and you get a little bit stronger. I picked up some tendencies with the offensive linemen and, learning to snap count, and and that kind of led to me having a breakout year my senior year. But I just think through maturity because I think life outside of football just throws us limits, and it's tough, and we go through ups and downs. But if we just keep showing up every day, don't give up. Storms don't last forever. And over time, you find yourself coming out of that storm, and you're a little bit stronger. So I guess I can't pinpoint an exact time, which it might have been, but I think it was just me just maturing a little bit and just refusing to give up and, and really having a mama that wouldn't let me give up. Is, uh, I wanted to come home a few times because it's hard, but I look back and I'm so thankful I did not give up. Uh, CU gave me uh, 
obviously a degree. Uh, friends I still keep in touch with to this day. Um, obviously a chance to play in the National Football League. So, I mean, it was great. Uh, but, yeah, so I probably can't pinpoint an exact time, but maybe just maturing and just sticking it through. It's been uh, since 2007, after you left the Colorado Plate in its last bowl game, you had an opportunity to play in the Houston Bowl in 2004 and the Champ Sports Bowl in 2005. What were those experiences like? What was it like playing in a bowl game? Well, it was great. You know, you get some gear, and uh, my mom and uh, sister, my brother, came down. and um, So it was nice. Um, you get to extend your season a little bit. Maybe you don't like practicing <laughs> those times because both of the bowl games we played in, we have some big losses in the Big 12 championship against OU and then Texas the next year. So it was kind of tough practicing after that, but it was still fun because you get nice gear for the bowl games and your family gets to come up. And, um, so it was, it was a great experience. You mentioned the, you kind of the turnaround during your senior season, but you had to go through a coaching change um, in, in that off season before your senior season. Whoa. Was that a frustrating situation thinking back, having to kind of go through that leading into your senior year, having to deal with uh, you know, the changeover to a new staff? You know, uh, obviously I was sad to see uh, Coach Barnett go because I enjoyed Coach Barnett, I believe. And, uh, he was and still is a great coach. Uh, but um, I guess when Coach Dan Hawkins came in, um, he really um, – just gel well with us as far as I didn't feel like he came in pointing his finger, telling us what we better do. Uh, he came in encouraging, and uh, and I think part of that led to me having a great senior season. He was really supportive of the seniors from what I saw. Um, I know it's only my perspective, but I think Coach Dan Hawkins did a great job in um, just encouraging us. I know we didn't have um, – the best year, and again, sometimes that just takes time. Um, like my sophomore and junior year weren't the best years. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think Coach Dan Hawkins and his coaching staff uh, made that transition pretty good. As I mentioned in the open, you you, you recorded 11 and a half sacks as a senior, and you ended up finishing fifth all-time at CU in sacks in just three seasons. You're in first-team All-Big 12 honors as a senior. But uh, you guys also, conversely, only win two games in that first season under Dan Hawkins. I'm guessing that was kind of a, a bittersweet type of season in terms of having all that personal success but not really seeing it translate into to wins for the team. Yeah, and Sonny, you say that. I, I use that exact phrase, bittersweet, because it was sweet. I mean, to to be able to have a year like that, it, it was mind-blowing, but obviously it's bitter because you want your team to be successful. That's why you're on a football team. So it was a bittersweet moment, and uh, but it was still great to uh, play all those games and still enjoy that time with my teammates. Looking back, what was your your favorite memory at SCU? Um, I don't know if you know who Tennyson McCartney is. Does that name ring a bell? Yes, it does. He played at Colorado University, I believe, in the nineties. Um, he passed away a few years ago. But before he passed away, when I was at CU, um, he used to come around a lot. He mentored me. Uh, and he did a lot of magic 
tricks for our team. He would do card tricks. He would do, he would just do things that would literally uh, have our team and our coaching staff just mind boggled. We just couldn't believe how he did it. He was almost like a, a David Blaine. And after he did these tricks, I remember he would tell our team, hey, if, if I can deceive you with a deck of cards or deceive you with this, how much more do you think Satan can deceive you? And so his whole motto was to try to reach um, uh, the team for Christ. I just remember uh, just him doing some tricks and doing some shows. It was just it was unbelievable. We actually did one for the entire uni- university. Uh, I forgot where he had it at. So Tennyson McCartney, uh, Dr. McCartney, his brother, um, he did some amazing things for our team, and I was sad when uh, he passed away. Is there any, anything else you could tell CU fans about uh, the Buffs teams you are a part of that, that might surprise them? Maybe even another funny story, something that happened behind the scenes? Let me see something funny that happened at CU. Um, well, well, I don't know if it's funny, but um, our strength coach, Coach Finnegan, uh, before we would work out, he would uh, make us um, grab this, I don't know if it's called a walk. Each, he would call out two guys, and each guy would line up on the opposite side of the tube and grab the handles with both hands. And pretty much when he said go, as the team is surrounding you in the middle of this mat, you two would just go at it until – you rip that water tube out of your teammate's hand. And this is just a way to set the tone for the workout, get some aggression. And so I don't know if a lot of people know that we used to do that. And I used to be so scared because I didn't want my main call because you don't want to start your workout like that. And and he wouldn't let me go up against a defensive back. So I typically went up against probably a strong offensive lineman or stuff. And so we used to do that. And um, that was uh, – a fun time, and um, I guess just on the spot, I can't think of nothing really funny. I know there was a lot of funny moments um, at CU, and I enjoyed my teammates so much uh, being able to hang out. And one of the things I've realized working now with the OU football team, and I hope nobody holds that against me, we're not CU's not in the Big 12 anymore. So, but <laughs> I've realized that I'm no longer a teammate. So um, even though I've just turned 30 back in October, and, um, a lot of walls are dropped when I try to build relationships with the guys on the team because I'm black and I used to play in the NFL and um, used to play college football. But still and yet I'm still the chaplain versus a teammate. So I do miss those days when I was just a teammate, when I could sit and talk to uh, my teammates about life and encourage them, and that um, was a good time. And even though, again, looking back, I, I went through some tough injuries and um, some tough times, it was, it was great. It was a really great time in my life where God caused a lot of maturity in me. You mentioned that you still have friends uh, from your playing days at CU. Who, who are those guys, former CU teammates, that you still keep in contact with? Well, one is Tyler Columbus, and, um, you know, he played with the Broncos for a little bit, and then 
I think it was the Seattle Seahawks and then recently the Washington Redskins for the last few years. Um, he actually financially supports me with FCA because uh, with FCA, we're in charge of raising our salary. People support us to allow us to continue to do ministry. And uh, Marcus Burton, keep in touch with him a little bit, Patrick Williams, uh, and then a few guys on social media. I'll see him and say what's up to him. Okay. What What are your thoughts on the current bus? I know, uh, obviously, you're involved with Oklahoma now, but like like you said, you still uh, you know bleed black and gold. What are your thoughts on on where this program's headed under Mike McIntyre? Do you still kind of keep uh, an eye on the bus? Yeah, I, I haven't as much as I should. I, I haven't. Me and my wife, we we don't have cable like you said in the early in the interview. You don't work for FCA to get rich, but God is providing. We don't have cable, but I have. I was able to see a few games I know last year and heard about they had some close games and um and I remember at CU when they recruited me it was returning to dominance I believe yeah and uh CU has so much history even now when I run into people I ran into a guy that played at Nebraska that won three national championships at the gym a few weeks ago and 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 um I told him obviously I'm groomed to hate Nebraska, and uh, but he was still telling us, "Hey man, I remember those battles with Colorado, man. They were just and even guys that I now work with OU, they remember coming down to Boulder. It was, I mean, they knew you were going to get everything thrown at you when you played the Buffs, and so I just feel like um, if we can." Remember that rich tradition. I think this coach, I haven't met him, but um, I know that CU is uh, probably careful to hire a head coach. And so I believe they are trying to put people in a position to return to that um, dominance that CU had, that tradition. I know we've taken a few hiccups um, these last seasons, but, but I believe that our best year can be in front of us. Good stuff, Abraham. It was great to catch up with you. Is there any way CU fans out there can support what you're involved in with the FCA? Yes, uh, I would love it. Number one, our website for FCA, the Oklahoma one, is OK, uh, abbreviating Oklahoma, OKFCA.org. Again, that's OKFCA.org. Uh, you can look at staff, and you can go down, scroll my name, find Abraham Wright. My cell phone's on there. My email's on there. And uh, and then also there's a donate page, and uh, they like to donate and support kind of what I do. And I send out, try to send out monthly emails, kind of the different ministry that's happening, the lives that are being changed, uh, because I work all the way from junior high through college in in sports. And we do camps in the summer. We do coaches' Bible studies, anything and everything to encourage these athletes um, in their sport with Christ. So, if they again, if they go to okfca.org, they can find more information. Great stuff, Abraham. Thanks again for for joining us. I know uh, Colorado fans uh, are going to enjoy this and, and uh, hearing from you. Thanks again for taking time out of your day. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Go Buffs.